Well, good morning, everyone. If you are watching us on Facebook Live, and really, if you just got this video shared uh, from a friend, hey, we're glad that you've joined us. We realize that quite a few of you are watching these videos shared uh, after our 10.30 a.m. service. And so if you're watching it as a shared video, um, go ahead, fast forward about 15 minutes, and we'll get straight to the message today as we're going to have a message entitled uh, True Christmas Stories, and today we're going to focus on legacy stories. So again, thank you for joining us. If you're listening on the website this morning, we apologize. We didn't get those up last week, and that's nobody else's other than my fault. I was trying to record those when it got to um, the message. But So if you are listening on the the website, you can do the same if you'd like. You can fast forward 15 minutes. We're going to say hello to everyone in our congregation as you are listening to a Facebook Live video. And, uh, and so, as we communicate with our congregation here on December 13th. And so, if you are with WACOB, I see quite a few of you have come on this morning. As you're coming on, go ahead and share who is with you. Um, put your three words in there. And today, we are going to do... A Christmas treat. So you're going to say, what is your favorite Christmas treats? We've made some really important decisions the last few weeks. We've determined what the best color for Christmas lights are. We've determined what the best Christmas movie is. We've also uh, determined what the best Christmas song is. And I'll be honest with you, I remember the lights were multicolor. I thought the movie was Home Alone. I can't remember what the uh, what we voted last week is the best Christmas song. I thought it might have been Silent Night. So Pam, if you could help me with those updates and you could put those in the results of all of our previous votes, because these are important decisions that we've made. And so if you could put those in there, that would be great. So I'm going to take a look uh, just to see here who has all come on this morning and um, say hello to all of you. Bingo is out in the parking lot with us this morning, and I was told we may have a couple other joining us. I didn't get to see you before I came in, so if you are out in the parking lot this morning listening to this through our transmission, I want to encourage you, please stick around. Um, Stick around following our uh, um, service today, Um, and we will get to you. um, I'm going to pop by and say hello as soon as service is over this morning, so... Um, one way or the other, hope that you can, uh, uh, hope we can, we can join you this morning. I just got a phone call, uh, and, and Ken, I just got a phone call from Ken Oliver. Someone want to connect with him, um, this morning. Um, maybe he's getting on or maybe he's trying to get the radio station there in the parking lot. Um, if I cut this, I'll have to cut everybody else off. So go ahead. Somebody give Ken a call and see if we can get him squared away on online. He was wanting to join us this morning, whether he's in the parking lot or on Facebook live this morning. So hopefully um, we can get you squared away this morning, Ken. So again, uh, say I want to say hello to Putt, say hello to Bruce, to Pam, uh, Doris. Good morning, Doris Spittler. Good morning, Mandy. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Rod. Good morning, Mom. Good morning, Ruby. Um, I think good morning, Jill. Good morning, Donna Jean. Good to see all of you here with us this morning. We've got quite a few of you already on, and it's not even 10.30 yet this morning. So thank you for, for hopping on this morning before we, we get started. Again, as you're coming on, go ahead and tell us who's with you. Put your three words in there. Today we're going to take 
Today we're going to determine what is the uh, best Christmas treat, dessert, whatever it is that you make uh, over the holidays. What is the official favorite? We're going to determine that in a few moments. And go ahead, uh, put in your joys and concerns as well. Um, we will get to them um, pretty quickly here in just a few moments uh, for, for all of your desserts as well. Good morning, Vanessa and Don. Good morning, Dad. Uh, see who else we have uh, joining us this morning. Um, it is 10.30 a.m. Good morning, Molly and Nick. Good to see you this morning. Um, it is 10.30, so it is time to get started. Uh, just have a few, uh, just a couple announcements that I want to share as we get going and even as you're uh, getting your cup of coffee out, whatever it is that you're doing this morning, go ahead and, and in just a few moments we will be in Luke chapter 2 verses 16 through 20. So you can go ahead and go there. We'll be there in just a few moments. Um, but I wanted just to, uh, you know, to give you a couple announcements as we get going this morning. Um, you know, we, we, we had a tragedy in our church this week that we'll be talking uh, more about, and I know many of you are, are kind of uh, awaiting um, and, and to hear more about maybe some arrangements for, for Cheryl Oliver, uh, just been in connection with, with Greg and Ken, and, and it does, we do anticipate those arrangements to be the middle of this week, um, nothing definite yet, and we will certainly uh, be in communication with you um, as we get some of that uh, information as well. Um, this coming Sunday, or the, the, the next coming Sunday, we will again um, have to, to make a vote um, on whether we will open up service next Sunday. And we, I accidentally sent out a one call to all of our congregation, kind of saying the results of that vote. That was supposed to just go to the board, but that was my mistake. But regardless, uh, maybe some of you noticed we're all really close. It's not that we're divided. It's actually that we're all kind of in the middle on this. And so um, kind of speaking directly to our church board now, um, we are going to have, have, to have a, a meeting this week, um, not just to discuss this coming Sunday, but also Christmas Eve, as well as some other services that we have, potential services in December that we have coming up. So we would like to do that as a hybrid meeting this Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m., which is our typical time. Uh, we would like to have a hybrid board meeting. That means some of us can, you can join us on Zoom if you'd like. You can join in person. Uh, I'm going to be sending an email out to all of our board members tomorrow um, just to, to the invitation to come to that meeting and to state uh, whether you plan to attend through Zoom or whether you would plan to attend in person. So again, that's going to be Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Um, as I've shared before, um, I've been connecting with, with many of you uh, just to get a feel for where everybody is at and uh, you know how, how many of you would like to return to church this holiday season. And so I've gotten some input from many of you, and I appreciate a couple of you just contacted me as we'd asked last week on our Facebook service. So thank you all for, for doing that. Uh, we, we'd ask you to continue to do that as we, we're going to be making a decision this week. Um, and so we appreciate that, and board members encouraging you, if you have others, on, especially deacons that have a flock list, any of, the, of you that would like to connect with someone and just see where they're at, uh, we appreciate that as well. But I will say this a bit preemptive, 99% certain, we will be doing something for our annual Christmas Eve service. We do have a couple different options that we're going to work with with that, and we have a, a plan that is forming for Christmas Eve. And so we will be talking as a board a little bit more about that on Wednesday 
But yes, you can be expecting uh, a Christmas Eve service uh, here at WACOB one way or another. So do want to get all that information out there to you. Well, I see we've got some, um, some votes coming in for our goodies. Um, but uh, So I'm going to go ahead and jump to that now. Pam, well, actually, I, I'm not going to do it because Pam's going to count that up for me. So Pam, if you don't mind... Go ahead and do the log for uh, for the for the best Christmas treats, and if you if you're able, Pam, as well, to get us the updates uh, from the other very important decisions that we made in the previous weeks, we would greatly appreciate that as well. And so for now, um, before we go to joys and concerns, I got one more announcement to make. Um, I missed just a couple birthdays, according to my records. Sandra Sandra Carnes had a birthday yesterday. And the one and only Lois Spittler had a birthday yesterday, so we, uh, we want to wish them a happy birthday and wish we could uh, see you in person to say hello, uh, but I hope you hear our birthday greeting as well. I know how old you are. I won't tell everybody else on, online, but we do wish you both of you a very happy birthday. And so as we transition now into, into joys and concerns, as I was just uh, speaking about uh, Lois um, we do have uh, um, we do have a uh, um, prayer request for for uh, Chuck Spittler. Um, you may have got that on the one call. We ask you to keep Chuck in your prayers. Uh, Chuck had a, a fall a few a few days ago. Um, it's caused him to have some hip replacement surgery, and is still now in the hospital, uh, anticipating some next steps as he's got an infection in his knees as well. And so Lois has been at home with family, and so I hope to be in touch with them uh, later even today and, and throughout the week as well. But we ask you to uh, please to keep them in your prayers and uh, feel free to connect with them in, in this season as well. And, you know, the way the hospitals are working out, not a lot of people can go visit. So always nice to have a, a call from Chuck and if, or for, uh, to give Chuck a call. And if you need a contact number, I'm happy to, to give that to you as well. Um, so any other... Uh, joys and concerns. The other, you know, the concern that we'll be talking more about is, of course, we're all uh, together mourning uh, the loss of, of our light, of a lifelong member this week uh, in Cheryl Oliver. And just getting this news a couple days ago, this is all still very fresh for us and a bit of a, a shock, uh, something that has been sudden. And it has, of course, been that way for uh, the family as well. And so, but there is uh, a certain kind of peace that they experience in this moment. So they had a week where, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen next. And now it's, it's coming to, to peace with what is, what is the reality of this moment. And so um, we just ask that all of you continue to lift up uh, Greg and Ken and, and Darcy and all of the family, the grandkids as well, as uh, they continue to mourn, uh, the, the remember and also celebrate the life of Cheryl and uh, make arrangements for her this week. We thank you guys and Ken and Greg. I, I know you're either one way or another, you're watching or listening to this. Um, we are, you're all on, on, you're on each and every one of our hearts. Uh, we are praying for you and, uh, and, and know and sense uh, in this moment the presence of God with you. And uh, we hope to, to help you take some steps forward together. But in this time, uh, we've lost a friend. We've lost a deacon. We've lost a, a lifetime member. We've lost a, a mother, uh, a grandmother, um, someone who has been key and, and a catalyst in many ways to our church and, and uh, 
you know, don't know what else to say other than it hurts. And so um, we got a few more things that we'll be sharing about Cheryl in the upcoming days. But thank you for your prayers and continue uh, to, to lift the Oliver family up in this season. Um, looking through again for some more joys and concerns this morning. Uh, Donna Jean has requested prayer for a family friend, Richard Parks, who uh, has a stroke and is in the ICU. I'm just taking a look through here to see if I see any other uh, continued prayers for Bob Sorrell. That is uh, Clint Sorrell's dad. Most of you, you know, Travis Ferguson is having back surgery on Thursday. Remember Travis in our prayers as well. And I uh, don't see too many more here. If you do have any more joys and concerns, uh, please send those through now. Um, I see lots of lots of votes here. So, uh, so Pam, I hope you're going to be logging all these things in here in just a minute. Um, all right. So we're going we're gonna to pray for, for Cheryl and family. We're going to pray for Chuck and Lois. We're going to pray for the Sorrow family. Um, for Richard Parks, for, for Travis, who's got an upcoming surgery, and I know that I uh, just got another one in for Lee, for, uh, for Larry Engel, uh, prayers for Larry Engel. Uh, so we'll be uh, lifting all these people up in prayer this morning. So will you join us now as we go to the Lord in prayer? Well, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we have together to be a church through this venue. And now, Lord, you are the living God and every burden that that even that is within our congregation that has not been expressed this morning, uh, you are present um, in those burdens. You are present in those moments. So, Lord, may you make them whole. May you be the God that is that is present and reveals yourself uh, Lord, in such a way that they're reminded that they are not alone. There are many, Lord, that need a touch from you this morning and be rem- need to be reminded of who you are. And so, Lord, we lift up uh, the Oliver family to you in this season. May you be the God that, that is near, that is present. And God, may you give them eternal perspective that leads them on to take some next steps forward together. And Lord, we lift up Chuck and, and Lois to you in this season as Chuck is recovering and, and, and Lois is, is eager to, to be with him. I pray, Lord, you bring the peace that passes all understanding to that family as well as make Chuck whole. Uh, we lift up Larry Engel to you. We lift up uh, Richard Parks and, and the Sorrell family, Lord, as they are coming alongside their dad in this season. Uh, Lord, may you be the God of guidance and, and wisdom and discernment in this season as they continue to make decisions and, and be there for Bob. And Lord, we lift up Travis as he'll be having his surgery this week. And Lord, you are the God that sees. Um, we don't know all the details, and we know there's so much more that can be shared about each one of these circumstances, but I pray that everyone that is listening and everyone that is, that is interceding with us knows that you are the God who sees even the deepest, the darkest burdens, the fears. And Lord, you desire that we give these things over 
to you and place our trust in your hands and what is happening next. And so, Lord, we say your will be done. And, Lord, we pray the prayer that is a litany, but it's also a model that we were created to pray together. And so we pray as one church in this time. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, again, we thank you all for joining us. I see a few of you have, uh, have a couple of you have come on since I last checked. Good morning, Pat. Good to see you. And um, Good morning, Barb. It is good to see you online. Leanne, good to see you online with us as well. Um, so, Pam, I'm looking to see if you had a final result uh, before we move on to our message this morning. Um, on our, there it is. We had peanut butter fudge may have won. Peanut butter fudge may officially be um, the best Christmas treat. And according to what I see you placed on there, Pam, I believe that that is correct. So um, there's lots of different votes, but uh, we just want to congratulate peanut butter fudge this morning uh, for winning the WACOB contest of being officially the best Christmas treat. So I hope if you're you're having trouble deciding this morning on what you're going to make this week, um, uh, go ahead and go with peanut butter fudge. Uh, I think you will make some, some people happy. We um, are here this week continuing a series that we've t- entitled True Christmas Stories. Uh, but before, as, as we get into our, our story today, um, we're going to continue uh, to light uh, our Advent candles. Um, this is the... Uh, uh, third Advent candle of the season. And uh, it's a little bit ironic, you could say in some ways. It is the pink candle. It is the third candle, and this is the one candle that's pink. All the others um, have like a deep purple color to them. And this is the candle joy. Now, I could say that this candle is a little bit uh, ironic for all of us as we are here uh, as a church mourning the loss of of a loved one today and mourning the loss of a staple member, a lifelong member of our church. I mean, literally, Cheryl did grow up in this church in many ways. And we are asked to consider joy uh, in this season and in in the midst of our loss, also in the midst of all that is taking place and all of the different things that are taking place that is our world today due to COVID-19. But the text reminds us in Philippians 4, 4 through 5, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. See, joy is happiness that cannot be deterred by present circumstances. I'm going to say that again. Joy is happiness that cannot be deterred by present circumstances. It's something that stays with you. Something that you always possess, no matter what their circumstances. Um, 
the text that we read says rejoice in the Lord always. And then Paul, who, who writes this text to the Philippian church, he says it again. And again, I say it's because when we hear it, well, we don't want to do it. It's not natural for us if we're not feeling like rejoicing to rejoice. So he says, so I say it again, rejoice. It's an attitude of, of recognizing what you have, of recognizing what you have to be grateful for. And, and you know, even in the midst here of, of the loss of, of Cheryl, we can be reminded as I've even communicated with the family, um, there's a sense of joy in knowing that she is home. There's a joy in the memories that we have of her. There's a joy in knowing that you will see her again. And the joy that really this candle in this moment about is about at Christmas is the joy in knowing that in this moment, you're not alone. They call this candle the shepherd candle, and I was trying to look up and understand all the different reasons. Is, is what, why is this one different, and what's significant about this? And priests uh, would often wear pink, and um, at the time when when they would do this candle, when they celebrate, when a new child would come, and this is a symbol of as Christ was co- was coming into the earth, that the Lord, just as we read in Philippians four through five, that the Lord is near. And many of these other candles, some people don't even change it. They don't go with pink for the, for the week of joy. Um, but th- it was meant to stand out that, you know, you have hope. We've done hope. We've done peace. And next week we'll do love. And there's a certain type of reverence for some of these things. But this one is a reminder that there's something supposed to be inside of you that causes you to behave even in a certain way in this season. A certain rejoicing, a reality that you have, the knowing that the living God is near he is present with you you have something to celebrate you have something to look forward to and there's others that are even watching this video this morning and maybe not sensing feeling this sense of joy and i want to uh, impart to you to pray for you to receive this eternal joy this happiness that is not deterred by present circumstances So before we put this candle in its place, can I pray for you this morning? Well, Lord, we thank you for everyone that has joined us. And as we begin our message today and as we place this Advent candle of joy alongside hope and peace and anticipation of this Christmas season, we must all be reminded that, Lord, you are with us. Those that are with us in in the busyness, those that are with us in the stress, but also, the, the Lord, those need to hear that you are with us in this moment of loss, in this moment of uncertainty, in this moment that you bring us joy, you bring us peace that doesn't make sense. Lord, you empower us and remind us, Lord, that you are near. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this moment. We thank you, Lord, that you are the, the God that is near. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning continue our series uh, entitled True Christmas Stories, and today we're going to tackle what I'm going to call legacy stories this morning. So I've asked if you do have your Bibles, you can open to Luke 2, 
verses 16 through 20. That's Luke chapter 2 and verses 16 through 20. And I want to go ahead and read uh, those verses to you this morning. It says, So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I want to tell you as as we consider what Christmas is and and legacy stories. See, Christmas falls... um, Christmas fell at times of, uh, meaning the birth of Christ, happened at time, at a, in, a, in a time when there were many other celebrations. These were, there were celebrations that were taking place, secular celebrations that were taking place before the birth of Christ, as well as even some new secular traditions that were taking place after the birth of Christ. And the reason for this is because the, the Christmas happened at the end of, uh, uh, basically the end of the winter solstice, which is when it's the darkest time of year. And it's also, it was also the time of year when, you know, that people would have many animals that they wouldn't want to keep over the, winter, the cold winter months. And so they would, they would often slaughter those animals. They'd have a feast. Uh, because of the darkness, there would be many lights. It was just a common time of celebration. So alongside of the birth of Christ are many other, well, secular holidays that sure, um, as Christmas was celebrated, a lot of these things and some of these ideas, they all kind of got meshed together. Now, um, the, what's unique about though you and those who call themselves Christians, we know the truth about what Christmas is all about. Now, I don't just mean the story. You know, I don't just mean the story about how Jesus was born uh, to Mary and Joseph and we, the story that we celebrate. But I mean, what, what is all behind that story? What is the point of that story? Why was it significant when it happened? And why is it still significant today? And if I would ask you to answer those questions, I, I, I would guess, I would guess that you would have an answer that would actually be pretty personal that even if you would share your answer, there would be some spiritual things there, but there would also be um, what this story has meant. Uh, the, there would be some things of what this story has meant to you. See, because Christmas is often that which has been passed on to us. We have a history with it. We have memories with it, but it's also that which we are still passing on today. That's why I call these, today's message, and, and even the story of what we've just read, we call these legacy stories. Something that has a history that has been given to you, but also then something that you pass on to others. See, I, I got to hear some of your legacy stories. Uh, Ruby had shared something that I had heard my, my grandpa tell me all the time. They, they would always see the kind of gifts that, that she would talk about the kind of gifts that we give kids today and the different things that people open up and on Christmas morning. And they always take him back to a story like Ruby share. When I was for Christmas for me, we just got a stocking. We had an apple in it, an orange in it, and some hard candy. 
And you know, it's funny, like I said, my grandpa would tell the same story. That's all they got on Christmas morning. Maybe they'd throw a couple other little small goodies in there in that little stocking. But that's what it was. It was a time of, of, of celebration together. And, and you know, she, I, where she comes from, as well as a lot of my family did. And sometimes in the back in the past, there were some tough times that people had to get through. And, and that's what Christmas was. It was just a simple celebration to give before the gift-giving uh, got way out of hand and way excessive. It was just a simple holiday uh, where you where you where where you celebrate together and you give a little something. And uh, Jill told Jill Sorrell told a story of how uh, one thing she used to play in the band and she used to have a uh, play saxophone. It was her uncle's saxophone and it didn't sound very good. So she really 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 wanted this specific saxophone. And um, she finally. One Christmas, she got her dad, mom and dad got her a new saxophone with the help of actually their band director. So he told her, told him exactly what saxophone to get. And this was like a real, she called it the Cadillac of all saxophones. She loved playing her saxophone and, and, and as the first or second chair in band. And then after she graduated, um, her sister played that sax and then Molly got to play it as well. And she still has it today, uh, but but nonetheless now collecting dust. So we're for all of you that are listening to this, we're gonna have to get ask Jill to get her saxophone out, um, you know, shake the dust off, and and get out and play some uh, play some saxophone for us sometime. I heard another story that uh, that I love, uh, another legacy story that still kind of seems to come from uh, from down south. Um, Father Don McMahon, and that's what I call him, by the way. You guys can all call. Yeah, I think we should all call Don Father Don as well. But uh, I was telling a story about his his dad. Uh, his dad came from Tennessee, and um, you know, used to when he first moved up here, he had to get a couple different jobs. He had a daytime job, but then a job just delivering, you know, milk and eggs in the evening just to make some extra money and to make ends meet. And so he knew what that was like uh, to for things to be tough. And and uh, after um, after a while, they were fortunate to start having their own uh, um, uh, rental properties. And so every time at Christmas, you know, Don would even go with his dad to see some of these things. Don's father would have all these, they were basically different slips. There were bills, and a lot of these bills would say how far behind um, some of these families were. And so at, at Christmas time, you know, but knowing where he had come from, uh, he began to just come and, and tell people, uh, he would, he would give them their bill, they give them their slip and say, your bill is paid in full and did this for multiple families at Christmas time. This was money that was supposed to come to him that, well, it never would. And sometimes that, that gift would be given with a, you know, nudge like, please don't, don't put us in a situation like this again, but we want to give you some grace, but maybe they wouldn't, maybe they would just love and bless people. But isn't that nice that, that each and every one of us oftentimes have had experiences where we have been given something that we didn't deserve. Our, our debt has been paid in full, which is the truth of the cross. And so what I love about this story, Don, is that it's a, it's a legacy story because it got passed on from Dodd's dad to Don. To this day, Don still, um, those of you who don't know, he does, he's done some HVAC work, and I think he's, tra- he's had some rental properties himself. I think he's tried to retire, but he's definitely not retired. He still continues to, to, to help different people out, and a lot of times it's people that can't afford HVAC, HVAC repair, and he does a lot of this stuff for free. 
And so there's a legacy of, of what was passed on to him that he continues to give. And I hope you see uh, yourself in some way in the middle of a story like this at Christmas time. Much of your Christmas experiences are, are shaped and are conditioned by what was given to you, what you experienced. And there's some people that didn't have great Christmas experiences in the past, and so today they're still trying to give back something that they didn't have, or that even that feeling of wanting to give something better than what they had had before. And there's a place that, just like these stories that we shared, there's a place that Christmas comes from for us, but there's also a place that it's going There are others that we want to give back to. There is joy in knowing that who we are and where we are ultimately going, where we're ultimately heading in this life and where our life will ultimately end. Our joy in this holiday comes from memories of past and hope of the future. And you can take those realities of whoever it is for you that there is with you in this season to embrace the life within each other and pass it on and give back. This is what legacy is. And, and this is, is taking what is passed on, in some cases, that which was passed on to you, what you have worked for, what you have created, and you decided that mattered, and now you are passing it on. See, this is what takes place in Luke chapter 2, verses 16 through 20. See, you know, we, we celebrate this story with such... Um, Oh, what's the word I want to use? With such, such grandiosity, you know, we all proclaim the birth of Christ. But remember, though, this first Christmas story was just a few people that knew about it. Almost like it would be something that would be whispered at the time that, hey, this, this virgin woman is supposedly having a child. And, and, you know, there's this awkward scene that they're trying to, uh, they're having to have a baby basically in a stable because nobody will let them in their home. But apparently some shepherds heard about what was going on, that the Son of God was actually born. And apparently a few, uh, a few days later, or some t- not, not a few days, some time later, some wise men came, and they wanted to see this king who had been born. See, the first Christmas story was personal to Mary. It was personal to Joseph. It was personal to the shepherds that they would be called in the midst of tending to their flock and to be taken to to a baby that is born and told that this experience was significant, that this was the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords that was being born. It began as something personal that was then passed on. A legacy story that that meant something to them at the time that they would always have something to tell and something that they would then pass on to others. This is what you make Christmas to be. So it's, it's, it's really a beautiful paradox, I guess you could say, because in the midst of whatever it is you're experiencing this season, I hope you recognize that you have a responsibility. You have something to pass on. You have something to give back. You have something that you've experienced that you can now share or you can now give to someone that doesn't have what you have. And I know, you know, every parent, every grandparent, they love to give this back to their kids. They love to give this back to their grandkids. And they love to remember and they love to pass it on. See, I, uh, 
connected with, uh, with Greg a little bit last night, and um, he was telling me a story uh, that he hadn't uh, got to uh, share yet that he wanted to share knowing that we were doing this series called True Christmas Stories. And um, last Christmas, uh, which would have been, you know, Cheryl's last Christmas, uh, Greg had to work on Christmas Day and uh, wanted this to be a moment for, uh, you know, hated that he had to go away on Christmas morning and, and have Piper there all by herself. And, um, and so, uh, so he asked Cheryl to come and, and spend the night and to do Christmas with uh, Piper on Christmas morning. And uh, this was, you, you know, Greg was, was excited to talk about this because this really meant something to Cheryl. This is something that Cheryl really uh, loved, something Cheryl was really um, excited to do because that's the house that she grew up in. And so here she is having memories of her past, um, Christmas has passed, and now passing on um, to the to that next generation being able to pass on to Piper um, in those moments and celebrating Christmas with her and uh, this is the uh, this is the point of uh, of what we are sharing this morning this personal story there's that all these other holidays there's lights there's there's excessive gift giving. There's all these treats and stuff to be made. There's a million and one Christmas movies um, that that are that are coming on in this time. But there's something really personal uh, for you and for me um, that we get to pass on to others in this season. And I hope within all of that is 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 the truth of a God who came in humility, who came in peace, who came uh, to to take on the burden of our sin. And for all the mistakes and all the failures that we have made, um, he has died for those things so that we could have new life and be sitting here today talking about Christmas as redeemed men and women. There's a couple of uh, just little neat things that uh, my wife and I just experienced this last week and um, that we were just reflecting on that, that I hope that all of you will will see is is one more way um, to pass it on this Christmas season. We had uh, Cheryl had asked me um, a couple weeks ago when we when realizing that we weren't going to be back and in 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 service settings anytime soon. And, and we had uh, uh, in the previous years we've been doing Christmas cards. We've just been distributing Christmas cards here at church, so you didn't have to put stamps on them, and we can just pass them out. The kids have been passing them out to everybody and realizing we're not going to be able to do that this year. Um, Cheryl had asked, just simply asked if she could have all the addresses uh, in the church. And so she was the first one to ask that. And so I have a little document there that, um, that I created that just, it just comes up on my desktop that just simply says Cheryl's addresses. And a couple other people have asked for that since, and it still says, uh, the document still says Cheryl's addresses on it. And if you would want that document for the same purpose, I'd be sending it to you. I'd be happy to send that to you as well by email, and it'll have the same heading on there. Um, it'll say Cheryl's address is on there. And I, uh, I thought that was significant just because this is what we're talking about today. Even in, in uh, her last times with us, uh, she wanted to pass something on to you. Uh, she wanted just to uh, be able to connect with everyone in her congregation and and, and to tell you Merry Christmas and to, to connect with you. 
And my wife's had a similar experience because, you know, she's been doing the uh, adoptive family this week. And, um, and Cheryl was one of the first to get us, get us in some, some money to do for the adoptive family. And because of the nature of things, she had to drop it off here at church when I wasn't here. And Mandy just needed a little reminder that just said Cheryl's adoptive family on her desk and um, a reminder that I needed to get that money from her and, and pass it on. And uh, um, so Mandy's had that reminder on her desk as well of of her gift, of her wanting to pass on to, uh, for our adoptive family and this local family. It's neat that we, we get to have these reminders of now, uh, someone that is not with us anymore of what we are saying still to this day that we need to pass it on. We need to continue, uh, to pass on Christmas as well, but also of course, to pass on our faith to others. And so I hope that as we close uh, today with this legacy stories, I, I just put two YouTube songs in your, uh, on, the, on the Facebook page there. One is just a, a joy to the world song as we celebrate joy today, the Advent candle of joy. But the other one is, is uh, not necessarily a Christmas song, but I know it's one of Cheryl's uh, favorite songs. And, and it's, a, it's an old Church of the Brethren song that we've sung here before. And yeah, guess what it's called? Simply called Pass It On. And that's sung by a choir. And uh, I'd love for you just to take a few moments and uh, just simply listen to that. If you've been here at our church for a while, I know it's going to sound familiar to you. Um, uh, But a song that we can remember in honor of her, but also, of course, be reminded of what we are called to do with our true Christmas story this season, what we have experienced from the living God, what has been given to us from others who have gone before us that we now have to give back. Will you join me as we conclude with a word of prayer this morning? Well, Lord, thank you that you are the living God. We thank you that you are the God that is present with us in our time of need. But Lord, we thank you that you are the God that reminds us that our time here on this earth is not over. As long as we hear, we have breath in our lungs. Lord, we have something to give. We have something that has been passed on to us, and we have something to share. And so, Lord, in, in honor of, of, our, of our friend who has gone on to be with you, uh, may, we, may we take this burden upon ourselves. May we take this, this calling, not this burden, we take this calling upon ourselves to continue to give And share, Lord, what you have given with us. And Lord, may we uh, be the church that loves to pass it on, uh, that loves to share and realize that that we have been given so much. And so there's, there's nothing we should do to hang on to it. But Lord, we should give as you have given to us. Lord, in this season, may we be united in one accord with you, Lord, as as our savior and as the head of this church. And may we learn, Lord, to work together to be Jesus in the flesh in this season to so many that need to know you and experience your power. Lord, to you be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for watching this morning. And if, you've, if you just got this video, even as it gets off, I'd encourage you, feel free to share it to someone. There are quite a few that have been watching this after the fact. And again, um, we're going to be taking an important vote this week. Um, we, we, we will be doing one way or another. We'll be doing something for Christmas Eve. 
Uh, we appreciate your input. You want to call me, you want to call a board member. Um, before Wednesday, we're going to be deciding whether or not we will open up our doors this coming Sunday. And so, uh, board, we're going to be uh, sending an email out tomorrow, and we are going to be, uh, we plan to have a meeting this Wednesday night. We're hoping to have a hybrid meeting. That means some of you will be on Zoom, and some of you can come and join us in person at 6.30 p.m. this Wednesday evening. So God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, and we will see you very soon.